welcome to Backlog Dialogues, the podcast where we take you out of your backlog before it burrows you. I'm John, and joining me as always are the Cinderella and Snow Wright, my Aurora. Wait, does that mean you're just admitting you're younger? Because I'm pretty sure Cinderella's before, uh, both of them before Sleeping Beauty. I have to check. <laughs> I'm Jared. And I'm Matt. I guess I get to be Snow White, question mark. I do not actually organize them in any particular uh, order, uh, in, <laughs> other than just like, these are, whatever sounds are kind of like each other. So yep. whatever y'all like are like, why do you get to be this? Are not I get to be like, like the other one of these things just doesn't belong. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, anyway, we have another route of Birth by Sleep to get through today. We're starting Aqua. So now we we have our bad decisions boy and our good boy. Yep, let's be best girl. Real talk here, Aqua is like in my top three uh, Kingdom Hearts characters. Oh, Aqua is great. Up there probably with Axel and Riku right now. So I kind of feel like Aqua is kind of the badass hero role for a woman in Kingdom Hearts that we always wanted Kyrie to be, but she never gets to be. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like, um, I feel part of me is kind of like a bit worried about her character design because she's showing a lot of skin on her back and you're watching her back a lot of the time. But <laughs> eh. I mean, for how forward her outfit is, Aqua is very straightforward and I can't really say normally as much of a fan service character, except for that. Yeah, she, she, it's like that's the thing is like she's not really a fan servicey character, especially like because I would say Kingdom Hearts doesn't really do fan serviciness at all. The only problem well, is with I me. Mean, I love Aqua. The only problem is my brain is split between two horrible references on her name. <laughs> what do you got? Well, we got the band Aqua and, you know, Barbie Girl. Okay. And then, we have wor- then we have Worst Girl Aqua, which you should know perfectly about. Oh, that one. <laughs> yes. Oh, that one. <laughs> that, the actual Worst Girl from Konosuba. Yes, which is getting more. <laughs> yes, Konosuba Season 3 was announced recently. Or you can figure out when we recorded this episode if you listen to stuff. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Aqua's gimmick, just like how Terra's gimmick was getting duped by villains and Ventus's gimmick was having fun with sidekicks, uh, Aqua gets to meet princesses and other female leads and resolve stories. Like, she is almost always the last person to a world in the general timeline. I really even have to look at the timeline, but she does tend to be there late and she tends to have to wrap the shit up. Yeah. yeah. Usually she's there cleaning up the boys' mess. Oh, yeah. Uh, So. Let's just get right into it. We start for the third time with a market mastery examination. And uh, we know the score. I, yeah, we know how it works. Everyone should have seen Xehanort clearly just shoot darkness and everything, but no one seemed to, whatever. Yep. So now Aqua we get to probably off. has the weakest physical attack power of the bunch, but oh, her magic is just completely overpowered. Which yeah. is unfortunate I- because she is like because she starts so weak relative to the teammates, you have to like do a little bit of grinding early on to get her up to any kind of like fighting form, especially in critical mode. I mean, honestly, the story having Aqua almost naturally be third helps because your experience is point. Aqua oh, yeah. isn't as fast as Ventus. She doesn't strike as fast, but her attacks may be even weaker. She takes a lot of hits from her to beat someone up. And she weirdly enough, doesn't start with any cure spells. Nope. Uh, she also doesn't have uh, much HP. And like, unlike, the other two, she can't do a D-Link with herself to get cure spells early if she needs it. So she's very frail and hard to heal for a bit. So you really got barrier right away. I think she has barrier right away, at least, which is, I would say, better than block. I mean, if I remember, if I remember the block things, yes. Winning the Mark of Mastery examination gives Aqua her first command style spell weaver, which just charges up when you cast any kind of spells at all. You actually have to cast multiple types of spells. Um, once you start getting the uh, the basic elementals, you have to switch between different elements or just go into one of them. So it just yeah. naturally goes to the uh, multiple choice. Yep. I remember that Aqua's command styles usually kick a whole bunch of butt. Yeah. She is she, really strong in her command styles. I mean, even Spellweaver, it's simple, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, like she's sort of like floating around, spinning her keyblade around with magic effects all around and... It looks really cool and it's surprisingly powerful. It's great. Once you put a little bit of energy into it and you use either command boards or command fusing, she has magic spells way above the other ones. So you can just oh, make yeah. things look terrifying with her. And I actually spent the first couple of worlds building her up to things like Triple Faraga and worse. Oh my gosh. She is so good with magic. Like once you can figure out how to really build her, I would say she is far and away the strongest character. She sort of has like that uh, thing where. In Mario Kart, you have characters that uh, start slow 
and get and get super fast if they can just build up their momentum. That's Aqua. Yeah, that's kind of the classic trope for magic users. You have a slow start, but then at the mm-hmm. end, you're always going to be the most powerful. Mm-hmm. To borrow a well-known from from well-known sites, this says the, the warrior levels literally the the wizard levels quadratically. Yeah, yep. and Aqua is that to a T. It's great, especially because like her unique commands really build her up really high. So, oh like, yeah, because like we may have talked about well, there's technically a shared pool of commands. Several characters have ones they can get. Like, for example, how Ventus gets so many movement uh, attack powers. Like we were talking about the, the, uh, thunder roll and all that. Yeah. 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 Aqua gets high level magic and Terra gets really nothing. I use as I recall. Terra gets a lot of really strong physical moves, but you're almost never going to be using them because thunder surge is the best physical move. Uh, on that note though, Aqua also ends up using thunder surge a lot because it's the best move in the game. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I like using massive magic for her, to be honest. Yeah, it, she's really good with massive magic, except against super bosses. We'll get to that later. Well, yeah, but you couldn't pay me to go after super bosses, so we have to do unlock them is annoying. Aqua is declared a Keyblade Master because she is the one that displays the mark of mastery. She's asked to wait for further instruction to receive secret knowledge. Hooray for mystery religions! Yep, her Thetan levels have gone up, and now she deserves a promotion. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Thetan levels are supposed to be uh, better when they're lower. I don't know. I don't know I don't, about Scientology. I don't care about evil cults. <laughs> I certainly do not give it enough credit to worry. But the Lord doesn't actually matter. So we just start with the middle of Ericus and his lecture and are interrupted by a ringing bell. Like th- that's the kind of the important thing here is like we are told that we're g- that Aqua's going to learn all these important secrets. Yeah. Tara, you get out. And we are not told them yet. Well, at the very least, it's not Unverse that are coming to end this cutscene for once. Nope. It's Yen Sid calling us to FaceTime. Do we actually see him? I can't remember. I don't think we see him, no. I think Ericus like, goes up and chats on the wall, and it's sort of implied to be a FaceTime thing. Basically, the idea what happened here, Yen Sid apparently just noticed sitting in this tower that things are getting weird. So he yep. said, hey, Ericus, you can take care of this. Yep. Really not much time passed between all this stuff going down, especially with Sanort apparently disappearing. And don't forget, during this time, uh, Xehanort had a discussion with Vanitas. Terra sulked myself and talked to Xehanort. Vanitas went and harassed Ventus in his room. All this happens, this vague lecture that Ericus gave Aqua. It must have been a pretty long lecture, right? Mm. Like, has she been in there, like, all day? Is like, is it just like one of those big corporate initiation ceremonies where, like, you go there at the start of the day and then most of the time it's just super boring? And then they give you bagels halfway through. Okay, so now I need this. I, so this is the orientation. I need you to sign off on this. This is the section of saying that we discussed the company's harassment policy and that you follow it and you know how to report it if necessary. I don't want to name names, but I've heard of this little satyr. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Got ya. You have to sign a release before you can go to Olympus Coliseum. Tara is back in. He's still kind of the main character of these scenes. Where Tara comes in, Eric has gives him a job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're half watching through Aqua's eyes, so we know where the story is going to go. Like, we do get one extra scene, of course, as Aqua starts to leave, where Eric says he has one more request for her. And- Wait, Aqua, before you depart, I have one other, well, call it a request of the utmost priority. Yes. I told Terra this could be a second chance to show the mark of mastery, and I meant it. However, that flicker of darkness he displayed during the examination, I can sense it runs very deep. If he were to, if those powers were to prove too much for him to handle, I want you to bring him back to me at once. It's for his own good. I could not bear to lose any of you to the darkness. Of course, I would never let that happen. I promise you I will bring Terra back. Only this time, you'll see he has what it takes to be a master. He's not as weak as you think. And I think that kind of gives us a little bit more insight into why Aqua behaves as she does. Yeah, it's her starting point. It's like, I think, I kind of just want to touch on this right now. Um, Like, this is a concept we sort of talked about earlier in the season, that prequels are tragedies. And part of the point of it, of going through a tragedy is trying to figure out who the tragic hero actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to start making the case here that Aqua is the tragic hero of Birth by Sleep, more so than Terra and Ventus are. 
I mean, they both have tragic fates. Yes, but the tragic hero, the one who has a tragic flaw that they succumb to, is Aqua. And I think the seeds of that tragic flaw are starting to be seen here. What do you see as her tragic flaw? Or will we discuss that later? Aqua's Hamartia, uh, so the, you know, her, her heir, her tragic flaw, is that her trust leaves her ever so slow to act. She, she wants to she wants to see proof that she's right and that she wants to trust her friends. So she pauses before she takes action on it. Unfortunately, yeah, her hesitation causes uh, her to be unable to prevent what occurs. And and she spends a lot of time trying to catch up from behind, unfortunately, like she she's afraid this she it's a, it's a hesitation, but it's also a hesitation to say things too negatively. We've already seen it in the uh, in what we're going to see again in the scene at at, at Radiant Garden. She tries to talk around what her mission was and tries to justify without saying what happens. She also kind of succumbs a bit to authority. Yeah, there's a bit of that, too. Like a lot of the motivation Tara has is because he didn't make it in the test. Mm -hmm. And then Aqua kind of lords that over him. I, I don't even think she lords it over him, but she is pulling rank a few times. Well, yeah, that's what, what I mean is she's not like intentionally being an asshole about it, but essentially justifying anything she does with rank is the exact worst thing to do with Tara. Yeah. And Ventus takes Tara's side on that. And so she alienates herself from both of them in yeah. some way. She tries to trust in the rules and wants to believe things right. She doesn't follow them blindly. But she feels that she understands them and feels that people should understand them because she does, unfortunately. I kind of think she represents, you know, where we're going with the Keyblade Masters as Jedi, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I kind of think she represents the limitations of the Keyblade Masters creed and style mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to dealing with people like Terra and Aqua. And yet, I think she's the. I th do think she's the Obi Wan, even if she yeah, falls I, short in being able to explain things to others. She still herself acts in an ideal, intelligent way of her own action. She's not. Oh, not very good at. Yeah, if we're going, if we are going by the prequels, she is very much the Obi Wan of the prequels. Oh yeah, I'm just it, saying it's not that she's bad. It's just that you know the. I'm saying that the the you know the Jedi creed or the Keep the Master creed makes essentially makes good people do bad things. I would still describe that hesitation. It makes her a weak communicator. She trusts Tara here. She's trying to say to uh, Eric, it's like, I'm going to do what you say, but I'm going to do it because I know he's right. And I will also say trust is never portrayed as something bad in Kingdom Hearts. That is the thing that we'll consistently ha see that Sora has that other people are lacking in some way. That's the thing, too, I think there is that I think Aqua's intuition here would have been correct if it weren't for the fact that Xehanort is outright manipulating Terra very well. Jumping yep. up and down on the button. Yep. yep. Anyway, uh, shall we move on? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we get the scene of uh, Aqua watching Rafaris, Terra bids farewell to Ventus, and they all leave. Uh, and Aqua stopping Ben from flying off, like... Well, failing to. Failing to. Aaron, Eric is just like, you gotta bring him back. Go bring him back. That's your that's your mission. Fix this. Yep. So Aqua has three visions in mind. She's got to fight the Unverse. She's got to monitor Terra, and she's got to bring back Ventus. That's a lot I put on her. Yeah. yeah. Any one of those is a pretty big ask. That's part of the authority thing. Of she is putting a lot on herself because she thinks she has to because she has now been granted the rank of Keyblade Master. Ericus would probably have trouble himself doing any one of those things. Right. I think. That's probably the big thing then is that Aqua's flaw is that she is she takes too much on all by herself. Mm -hmm. Like she and she's going to be picking up a lot of mess that is left behind by her. What is the right word that I'm looking for here? Compatriots. Her Nakama. <laughs> we can't make that reference yet. Also, we're not going to make that reference. I could just hear the coldness from you before you said it. <laughs> I am so mad about that. I am so mad about that. You don't even know. I'm deleting that. <laughs> her, I'd actually go with, even though it's an easy joke, I really would say your found family. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, she, like, so. Translator's okay. note, Nakuma means pals. <laughs> no. Kaku is planned. No. Okay, but <laughs> I will have a lot to say about Nakama in several years when we get to One Piece. 
<laughs> anyway. 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 Forza D-Link with Ventus. Forza D-Link with Terra. It gets really annoying seeing these pop up all the time on the third route. <laughs> yes, I know. We know. I don't want to level this one again. <sighs> I have to for completion. Nah. <laughs> oh, boy. So the first world open for Aqua is the Castle of Dreams. And somehow... Even though she clearly left minutes after Terra and Ventus, she's come here after both of them, even though there's no way this was the first stop for either of them, I don't believe. Correct. Aqua's story starts at the exact point Terra left the Castle of Dreams. Which is well after Ventus was there, of course. Yeah, Ventus was the first one at the Castle of Dreams. Terra was the, the second one there. The state of the worlds is kind of, like, iffy in... in so in all of these games anyway. Timey wimey, don't say timey. Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna I gotta flash forward a tiny bit to Dream Drop Distance because Dream Drop Distance does explain this a little bit. Uh, time really? passes differently on each world. Yep, that's the, ex- that's the explanation that Dream Drop Distance gives, and I'm kind of like, okay, I, I, I'm fine with that. We have that in Final Fantasy 14 too. So only when it's convenient. Yeah, nope. time moves. Time moves at the rate the plot needs it to move. Clock's always running in San Dimas. That's Dream Drop Distance season. <laughs> it's called foreshadowing, John. <laughs> Aqua does get to brush with Terra here, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah. yeah, it's the like, it's kind of an awkward note that they leave off on because Terra has already been through a ton of shit and Aqua has not seen any of it. He's kind of like, what happened here? Yeah, Aqua just leaves off with like, yeah, he's got it. He'll be all right. He won't give into it. Yeah, that's- but also like, well, then ran off like, oh, well, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. You do what you're doing, Tara. I think you're okay right now. Anyway, let's go. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Xehanort's looking for pure hearts. I'm sure that's okay. <laughs> Aqua then goes into the ballroom and passes the wicked stepmother and stepsisters as she enters and just notices <laughs> something's a bit... Why not, why not use their names? Lady Tremaine, Drizella, and Anastasia. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. I do not remember their names ever because it's been an extremely long time since I ever watched that movie, and I don't recall if they ever say the names in that movie. Oh, they absolutely do not. I mean, I'm not even sure they say the sisters' names. Uh, they only say they they give the names of the characters in the character notes in this game, and that's fine. It's fine. We're fine. I mean, they're leaving because no one else showed up to the party. It's just awkward to sit there because there's only oh, yeah. to dance with. Well, no, some people did show up to the party. It was Gunburst. I also noticed in this game. Oh, or in fact, in this entire series, I think Aqua might be the only protagonist who has ever had been able to te- detect the smell of evil. Excuse me? Are you sure you're not mistaking her for Riku? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying that Aqua notices that there's something off about the stepmother and stepsisters. And like basically no other Kingdom Hearts protagonist seems to be able to detect a Disney villain when when they see it. Okay, him. that's her. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. Just don't Aqua, use the smell. It has limitations. Aqua, Aqua can recognize character designs. Yes, there we go. You know who can't recognize character designs? I have in my notes. Then Prince Charming, who apparently has face blindness or just hits on anything with a female figure, says, you came back. <laughs> and Aqua's like, huh? It's like, oh, I guess not then. She's just like, uh, dude, what? <laughs> I have completely a blue and black here. He recognizes the woman who has some dignity. Because the only other women in the room are Tremaine. Already gone. Well, <laughs> Aqua's just like, I should probably go visit Lady Tremaine for reasons. And also, I'm sick of watching these two talk about the whole glass slipper thing. Shoes don't work like that. Yep. This is too silly <laughs> for me. We talked about it a bit earlier. Aqua has a hard time starting out in this area. I think like she does one damage a hit to a lot of the enemies here on critical mode, which is kind of a problem. Defense is extremely important. And her combo isn't that great either. Her starting Keyblade also has very short range, which is also not great. She wields her Keyblade close to a rapier. Like yeah. She holds it as a light sword in one hand, unlike Terra's big Claymore or, or Ven's like held back like Ninja. Ninja he uses yeah. it like a Kodachi or a Kunai or something. Yeah, yeah. Aqua kind of just holds it upright as a light sword. So it's going to be a bit of a trek through the palace, through the gardens, to Cinderella's house, which is just a few screens over. I immediately started grinding here. Yes, do that. Please do that at this point in the game, especially if you're critical mode. Even though I couldn't really get the equip abilities, that I immediately got myself some pretty, some relatively strong medium level spells because there's a Moogle shop there, so you can just keep replenishing and re-leveling. 
Yeah, and also don't hesitate to hit up the command board at this yeah. point and at least get the Ragnarok shot lock off of there. Um, in the castle, there's a couple really good hallways that have decent spawn amounts of enemies, so I was able yeah. to do pretty well there. Yeah, it is absolutely essential that you get Aqua equipped with stuff that is not regular Keyblade hit stuff and get her damage up. And get her magic going. Yeah, get her going on magic so that she can just sort of like melt entire screens of enemies at once. Make things yes. go poof. <laughs> yeah, because you really got to get the magic attacks in order to make Aqua good. Oh, yeah. So at Cinderella's house, which we got to after passing through a few screens because we're in tiny box worlds and birth by sleep and nothing changes about that. We find the Grand Duke beat us there. I guess the Unverse don't give a crap about him. Or what? The Grand Duke has beat us there. He's inside the house talking to Lady Tremaine. Is that his name? It's He's yes, the Grand Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grand Duke, also known as the Princess Gopher, apparently. Yep. Okay. But what did you say his name was? What did He's you the Grand Duke. What did you say his name did? Oh, Beat Us. Okay. Beat Us. I, I thought beat you were saying that his name. I think you're saying he's Grand Duke Beat Us. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly confident he does not have a name. Okay, good. He's just the Grand no. Duke. He is just the Grand Duke. Yep. He's not the Grand Duke of Owls because that's Rocco Duel and we don't have Don Bluth in this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Christopher Plummer, you really hammed that up. So, anyway, at Cinderella's house. Aqua listens as the wicked stepmother tries to trick the prince into thinking her daughters are the one for the ball, which third act of Cinderella. That's what's going on right now. Surprisingly, she actually uses their names. So there you go. So we actually get all three of their names in this. Yep. Uh, And then (coughs) Aqua, sensing darkness, draws her keyblade. Well, got to kill everyone inside. Yep. (laughs) Which feels like a terror or Ericus move, but. mm. Hey, but before she can enter, the fairy godmother appears to tell her to wait, saying it's dangerous to fight darkness with light. I refute the entire concept of your series. Now listen to me. Yep. She begins to explain duality of light and darkness, and why on earth does she know so much lore? Well, you know, she's she's Merlin's old friend. Yeah. She's heard him talk all sorts of crap, probably when they got high on magic smoke. Yep. <laughs> Fae and mythology tend to not really think about good and evil. They're all about their own inscrutable views, so I guess it makes sense. Oh, dear. You should make a contract with me for my magic. Conspiracy is deepening. Mm. Aqua's like, this, I, I can't take all this lore. What do you yep. think I should do? Yep. So she, Fairy Godmother does something insane. She suggests Aqua help Jock in helping Cinderella. <laughs> Guess what? It's time to be small again. It's out of nowhere. I said, I'm going to shrink you. Yep. Like... <laughs> Aqua is shrunk down to mouse size, and inside we see Jacques carrying a heavy key. And Aqua just kind of goes with it. Yeah, Aqua's just like, do you, do you need me to help you with that? <laughs> then throws herself into it. Aqua at least tries to figure out what's going on, though. She's pretty calm about being this small. Yep. Jacques explains in his whatever the fuck his language is supposed to be that Cinderella's been locked in a room and he's trying to help. But of course... When Aqua pulls out a keyblade of her own, Jacques notices it's like Ven's. That's a little bit of a clue of where Ven's been. I mean, Jacques is very distractible. Yes. <laughs> also, I'm kind of amazed that Aqua can understand a word he's saying. It's like people can understand Donald Duck. <laughs> that's because they read the subtitles. <laughs> okay, that's fair. If you turn off the subtitles in Kingdom Hearts, no one can understand what Jacques or Donald Duck are saying. Don't turn off the subtitles. Yeah, it makes the game very different, I'm sure. So, yeah, let's help this mouse carry a key. I mean, Aqua, she really does talk a good game about staying focused on her mission. But even though she just learned Ven was just there, she's extremely prone to getting sucked into plans. Like, she doesn't get tricked like Tara. She doesn't want to try to make friends like uh, Ven, though, of course, she's not adverse to it. She just kind of says, I guess I need the help. This cutscene's gone on too long. It's time for the Unverse to attack. (laughs) Aqua kind of... The, her her issue is that she is too responsible. She sees something wrong and she wants to fix it, and she can't leave leave it leave it alone. You know, so you know she she sees a mess that she didn't make, and she's just like, well, I can't just leave it a mess, right? So she she fixes it, and that's why she's always behind. This probably will make it into it, but I just realized what that makes her. What that makes her Karen from Yes Five Precure, also known as Cure Aqua. Oh no! Remember the one who like, actually almost <laughs> Aqua screams internally. 
<laughs> oh, you ever you ever care like the one who tried to yes. fix everything? And she actually yes. like, well, I guess you expect me to help. So that's Cure Aqua. I had to double yes. check to make sure I was right. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh god. Now I'm just uh, imagining her screaming internally in every scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that means she gets stuck with that means she gets stuck with with a milk. Unverse detected a cutscene, so uh, it's time yep. to interrupt it. Yep, uh, we have to lead Jock to the mouse hole, which is kind of tough because Aqua has such low attack. You can get her angry in the Unverse pretty easily. They do turn and attack you pretty easily, so you get beat up, but you can just kind of hold out. Yeah, it, I'm more just speaking from critical mode experience here. It is it is not that easy, uh, but we make it. We make it through, and we get the Clutterbolt Command style for doing so. We get this early for her. Wow. Aqua fixing everyone's problems. She does not pay much attention to the the world border. <laughs> border. Well, honestly, she manages never to say anything. She says, I, I'm here. I'll help. Where are you from? Ah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yes. She's so helpful. It somehow doesn't come up. Yep. Yes. She she kind of doesn't pay attention to the prime directive of leaving things alone. But she she doesn't like spill. Oh, I'm a Keyblade master. But, you know, she does kind of wave around her keyblade a lot. So, and just like and she just doesn't answer questions, kind of just doesn't listen. So, yeah, once we get through, I mean, Aqua just kind of sits outside, and waits for Jacques to fix things. Yeah, and, and she's still he, tiny. She's still tiny sitting up on a railing. Well, the Grand Duke is being shooed off by Lady Tremaine suddenly. She gets big and falls and freaks everyone out. Uh, <laughs> hi, can I try to slip her? She looks like, well, I don't have face blindness. I met you. I kind of think that the fairy godmother just like will take any excuse to make someone mouse sized. It's kind of like Ishtola wanting to turn you into a frog in Endwalker. Oh, God. I mean, she doesn't do that with reckless abandon. She just does that because it works for the scheme. Well, also, <laughs> she had she took way too much joy in it. You know that. And it yeah, she, she was waiting for an excuse to do it. Let's stay focused. There's years of irritation built up there. So, yeah. So if Grand Duke's like, well, I already met you. And even though the prince was confused by you by half a second, we're not that dumb. But Aqua's just like, but I am a girl. I should at least be given a chance to try it on, which is like not a great attempt to stop for time. Yeah. And not to mention H Tremaine actually is playing out. Who are you and why have you broken into my house? Like this is a very farcical situation Aqua has found herself in. <laughs> Yeah, There's even the censors like she's robbing us. And even though they're villains, are they wrong to assume that she at least recognizes the fact that she is in a farce? However, yes. that's true. She rolls with it. She just is like, well, guess this is happening to me now. <laughs> internally. <laughs> um. So, yeah, uh, luckily, even the Grand Duke says, ah, sure, if you want to waste everyone's time. She's like, yeah, actually, yes, yeah, that's my point. <laughs> yep. The Grand Duke is just kind of like, oh, sure. At least this will be amusing. Yep. <laughs> and it turns out that this little gambit works because Cinderella makes it out of the room. And Aqua's just like, Her first. gosh, I don't have to deal with this. You go first. I don't have to put on the gross shoe. It's going to the sweat's going to be stuck in there with the glass. It won't have evaporated. Yep. <laughs> Aqua also just thanks Cinderella a bit for helping out Tara. You know, make sure that all the little loose ends are tied up. And and Tremaine trips the minister, causing the glass slipper to shatter. Because we're going into the plot again. Yeah, we got to actually show the plot as it happens, uh, which is, of course also means that Cinderella pulls out the glass slipper, which, you know, that's probably a better way to fight the person who owns the set. Does anyone else have a glass slipper? Yeah, she probably broke it. <laughs> And I also have in my notes, also, glass slippers seem like they'd be painful. Like Also, if you walk ro- uh, wrong in them, you will suddenly get a um, foot full of glass shards. Yeah, it doesn't seem good. I don't like it. Why is that a thing to, ha- like, glamorize? I feel like this was something where it used to be something, like, like in translations, I once heard something else, but I can't remember the details. I, it's probably, like, crystal or crystal engraved or something like that and somehow became glass over time. I've heard weirder ones. I've heard it was supposed to be fur slipper, like it was French B on oh. de Vare. Interesting. But I don't have actual proof of that one, so I can't be as confident. It's a foot fetishist thing, so you can put on the shoe but still see the foot. But can't you say I'm just imagining shoes made out of the mice now? <laughs> That's horrifying. <laughs> Shock's head and hat at the toe. That's absolutely horrifying. I don't want to think about that. Please, <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah, the stepsisters are just kind of like, this is bullshit. 
what why is this bullshit happening? Which causes Terrain to think it's time to put Cinderella in her place because she's awful. Aqua's already left because she just doesn't want more part of this, but Yep, a terrified scream comes from out of the little clearing in between the house and the castle, because there's only one screen in between things in this world. There's a monster in the forest. Now this is some darkness we can use light to destroy. Don't even think about complaining, fairy godmother. What Lady Tremaine has done is she's enlisted a pumpkin carriage unverse. What the hell, guys? Oh, it's a green goblin carriage. Oh, no. We're, oh, shit. We're in maximum overdrive. What? You never seen the Stephen King movie about the uh, cars, trucks coming to life with the. I have not seen any Stephen King movies. Fair enough. It's a semi with a green goblin head on it. Frankly, Stephen King directed it and he admitted he was high as shit during the time. So it comes out weird. Okay. When I think of this, I think of the secret of man, a pumpkin head boss where, you know, he lobs his head at you and it blows up. That No, there's not a pumpkin head boss. There's not a boss. It's just a little pumpkin. Yes. Like the uh, boss that shoots pumpkins at you is Tropicalo. Ah, yes. Mm. The name of this boss is the Cursed Coach. And immediately, you got the stepmother and stepsisters are laughing like somehow they're in charge of this. It's an evil version of the a pumpkin carriage, the, yeah. of the pumpkin carriage, though. I, I still I think that this is more or less that under Vanitas's influence, negative emotions can become monsters. I guess. OK, anyway, so they did an anti fairy uh, godmother and just created an evil coach as opposed to the good one. So if the coach and the anti-coach hate shares, they're an explosion. Well, they got bombs, so. Yeah, a pumpkin bomb falls and blows away the uh, Tremaine and the stepsisters. So that's kind of wild. Yeah, we never see them again. I think they died. <laughs> we don't have any proof otherwise. Yeah, this is a really rough fight on critical mode. I don't remember how I don't know how it was for you all. But. I remember I just crashed through because I leveled up enough. I'm using some crazy spells already. Yeah. Like uh, he is stunned by fire spells. Which is a good thing to take note of. And yeah, blocking also spells. stuns it. I don't remember much of the fight. I think I just smashed through it. Yeah, I used my Max Out Terra D-Link, which comes with two Sonic Blade commands, uh, which basically just means I was spamming Sonic Blade a lot. <laughs> then I use Shot Locks and Basic Attacks to riddle down the rest. Winning increases your deck capacity. Yay. As it should. Always good to have more spells. Yes. Spell slots. Yay. At, at the end, so just not mentioning that three people just were exploded into bloody chunks. Nope, not going to come up ever again. <laughs> we just see Cinderella meet the prince. Yep. They exploded themselves. Did they? Yes. Kind of? Indirectly. Indirectly. They were the ones who made the pumpkin carriage. I mean, Aqua's the ones like, who uh, themselves. And Aqua's like, oh. ah, the darkness of their heart overtook them. Oh, well. Oh, well. Time to kill it. And then the, and then the fairy gobbler shows up to Aqua. And Aqua doesn't point out, I just murdered the shit out of darkness with lights. What did you yeah. do? She actually said, so what do you what are you supposed to do that? And fairy gobbler has nothing to say. Yeah, fairy gobbler is just like, you're still young. You should go out and experience more. Hook up with a wizard like I did. <laughs> oh, no. You learned some real shit. Oh, no. I, I, I do imagine you dur- learn some real sh- shit if you hook up with a wizard. Especially if you hook up with Merlin. Yeah, that guy's up to something. That guy Isn't is- there a whole anime uh, about the shit you learn hooking up with a wizard, the ancient Magus's bride or something like well, that? Well, that's that's more like hooking up with an ancient fey creature when you already have an insane curse on you. But <laughs> like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Anyway, force of dealing with Cinderella. Stroke of Midnight Keyblade obtained. If I remember correctly, that's actually a good one for Aqua because that's a heavy magic one. And also it has a bigger range. It'll carry you through the next two worlds. It uses sparkle text. Uh, and a weird race and a weird race the carriage uh, mini well, that's game the final. That's the D link. I think Pat was talking about. The oh, we're talking the Keyblade. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, well, what and so Aqua just leaves. I, I fixed that. Let's leave. Yep. Problem solved. Dwarf Woodlands and the Enchanted Dominion are open. Let's go to the Woodlands first. It has a lower level. So we start with Snow White in the cottage being cornered by the Queen in their old witch mode. Yep. And by the way, Snow White is cowering at first, basically just backing off. So which is like, here, take it without saying anything. The crone hands her an apple after aggressively pushing her towards the wall. And then Snow White just sort of like happily eats it, which is an amazing change of attitude. Well, it, it, it didn't look good till I picked it up. Yeah, I, <laughs> the witch pumps her fist gleefully as Snow White drops the apple and collapses on the floor. And laughs. Because that's what you do. Yeah, usually if you're going to poison somebody, you want to like 
make it slow acting so that you have a chance to be away before they collapse. Plausible deniability. I mean, deniability is important. (laughs) I would argue that this queen has clearly never cared about plausible deniability. She hired random people who came into her her castle without inviting to rip out people's hearts. So (laughs) she's just going for she's going for just effectiveness now. And she clearly has an evil mirror. That's kind of a thing. (laughs) I don't think the mirror is as evil as it is simply a tool in the wrong hands. I could be easily uh, hit with weird potions to make more evil for some reason. Yeah, Aqua shows up. She happens upon the dwarves moaning Snow White, falling into her slumber and casing a box. By the way, I'm just going to comment. The dwarves are actually perfectly friendly towards Aqua Mm -hmm. after they treated Ventus like he was some sort of horrifying monster threat. They just like women. That That's how it is. Uh, that sounds about right. Dwarves tell Aqua how great Snow White is and about what happened. And Aqua's just like, what can I do? Grumpy's like all on board with just like flat out assaulting the castle. So let's have fun storming the castle. But can I just but, say we learned things about these dwarves that ever wanted to know? Like Basho says, gosh, I'd wash my hands every day if she come back to us. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Who wrote this dialogue? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Basil, shouldn't you be too shy to say things like that? <laughs> Especially to Aqua. Aqua's just like, keep your hands away from me. Let's go storm the castle. No, you stay here. I'm going to storm the castle because I'm Aqua. Well, I'm not, I, I don't think I'm going to shake hands with you. Thanks. Yeah. At the castle gates, we see the prince by the well and he's looking for Snow White. What is the name of this prince again? I forget. I really don't know. I mean, I could look I, there's it up. So many, there's so many Disney princes that are just like, you are non-characters. You are plot devices. And yes. You actually got, I check out, does he have any sort of official name? I think they do, is the thing. I think they all have. Oh, God. It, here's the weird one. Only ever used for Disney on ice, he's Prince Florian. Oh, wow. Interesting I would, name. I would say that, honestly. He's also been Prince Charming in other works, but everyone's Prince Charming. Yeah. He comes out as the most pointless prince as he barely appears, but that's because they cut all his material due to being the first anime film. They had a lot of things they wanted to do with him. Aqua's just like, hey, Snow White's been poisoned. I got this shit on lock. Like, it's like, sure, sounds good. Uh, in the first area in the castle, like, is if you are good with your movement skills, in this case, Barrier Surge, you can get some really broken shit right out of the gate. Like getting to the areas where theoretically you need upper level movement skills for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got Fission Fraga on Aqua well before I should have been allowed to get it. I, I think I was actually halfway to getting Fission Faragas on my own from grinding, but. I'm just laughing about Fission Faraga. Let's just irradiate every battlefield we get to. <laughs> so, so you imagine it's not as in the fires are splitting. You imagine their fires made by Adam splitting. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, let's just make it to the Queen's Chamber already. It's the exact same level that Terra went through, just the other direction. Yeah, it's still one of the reasonably decent uh, short dungeons of this game. No one's in the Queen's Chamber. No one's there. So Aqua finds the magic mirror. It just gets sucked in out of nowhere. Yep. Everybody has to fight the magic mirror. Except except Ventus. Ventus doesn't have to. Oh, okay. Mirror's like, oh, whatever. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I... Aqua just has to do the same fight Terra did. Nero's just like, fuck, why? Whatever. Yeah, it's the same fight. There's nothing different about it. If you've gotten a few good spells on Aqua, it's pretty easy. The mirror's head's head bashed by keys twice today. It's a bad day for it. Yep. Mirror is just, is really not feeling this today. Nope. The timeline could do is be weird because at back at the Enchanted Dominion, Ven appeared first followed by Terra. And here to Dwarf Woodland, Terra definitely appeared first followed by Ven. So <laughs> this timeline is dead. He continues. <laughs> Don't think about it too hard. You'll get a headache. Yeah, make that reference. Yeah, I assume they all get distracted playing playing command board. They're just kind of flying in circles <laughs> out in space doing it. And Aqua has to play the most command board to get her stuff. So she's uh, okay. That's I, I didn't play okay, an that's inch of command now. board with Aqua. I didn't have to play an inch of a command board with Aqua. I did entirely out of grinding bot, bot skills. Boy, <laughs> same deal though. It takes yeah. a while to grind, and it okay. takes a while to do the command board. There we go. So that's that's why, that's why Aqua's behind everyone is she needs to grind. <laughs> yeah. So Aqua beats the mirror, and it just goes. Uh, Queen's gone. My service is done. Adieu, oh, victorious one. Aqua's just like, that's weird. Basically, he's saying, look, I wasn't supposed to be here today. I'm checking out. I'm done. The mirror was the Queen's version of the pocket sand. I guess so. 
Okay. But it's just point out. So Aqua ran to the castle, fought Demir, and now he just goes right back having accomplished nothing. That's kind of an interesting thing to point out. Like, Aqua didn't need to be here. The most useful thing she did was tell the prince that, oh, no, she's over. Snow White's over at the house of those creepy little guys with the beards. Yeah. And so, like, she gets back and she just the end of Snow White plays out and Aqua just kind of awkwardly watches like, dude, she's sleeping. You can't just do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it worked. Huh. Weird. Yep. And as this little miracle plays out, Aqua remembers a sleeping Ventus who won't wake up. (laughs) Kind of like a weird little thing. Only there's no kiss. So. It's 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 implied that this is like when Ventus first came there and he had that. Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, it's, like he had that he had that weird, like blank freak out. And then it's like he, he woke up. Yep. He's having light poisoning. So Snow White's like, oh, that was weird. Yeah. Oh, she's leaving with that guy she just met. I probably yep. should have said something to her, but it's not my business. Yeah. I, she's happy. She's happy. And Aqua's just kind of like, you know, maybe Ben can take care of himself. I'll figure this out. <laughs> I'm going to find proof shortly that he definitely can't, but I should have at least given the chance. Horse of D-Link with Snow White. Got the treasure trove keyblade. Treasure trove's funny because it looks like they ripped out a chunk of the their mine cards and just studded yeah. di- uh, gems on it. Yeah. Yep. I don't yeah. think that one's so good for uh, for her, though. Nope. Because it's a physical one, if I remember correctly. So I actually accidentally called Castle of Dreams this earlier, but now we are going to the Enchanted Dominion. Yep. yep. Uh, so, Yeah. Aqua shows up right at Maleficent's palace. And once again, the order has switched to Terra Van Aqua instead of Aqua Van Terra Aqua. Yep. We kind of, uh, honestly, a lot of these early Disney princess things, they they front load them all for whatever reason. And so they kind of bleed together a little bit. And then Aqua Aqua takes care of the the wrap up. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, Yeah. So Aqua shows up. Ventus has just beat up Maleficent with the help of some fairies, though she missed that part. Yeah, Aqua has no context for what happened, but she's just like, Ben? Ventus didn't do bad stuff. I mean, Terra didn't do bad stuff either. Honestly, Maleficent just seems a little winded. She seems to have recovered pretty quickly. Yep, she gloats. Aqua's just like, Ben, you gotta go home. Ben runs off. Aqua thinks she's succeeded. And then Maleficent's just like, oh, hey. You have one of those Keyblade things. Wait, they just passed those out out of uh, cereal boxes, huh? Yep. And she's just like, hey, want to show in my side? Want to have some fun? After everything is going on, Maleficent name drops Xehanort, which causes mm-hmm. Aqua to get the hint. And so, so Maleficent's like, fine, you need time to consider my offer. And like I said, that's her go with it. It's like, I just think it's hilarious. So I said, yeah, it's not good. I was like, like, why do you think, what do you think it means when the villain just tells you everything like that? It's like, Dad just, he's sure he's going to win. Maleficent drops Aqua in the dungeon where there's a prince and the good fairies. It's like, wow, there's a lot of these prince things, she thinks. And a lot of random fairies showing up. Does Aqua have a concept of royalty? No, just Keyboard Masters. Yeah. So, like, she doesn't give a shit about princes. She's just kind of like, you're just a guy with a weird as title I recall, like, she, hearing over and over again today. As I call, she's played to King Mice later. But that's because it's a mouse. Wouldn't you be mm. to the mouse? I mean, she was kind of at least helpful to Jacques. Yeah, she's polite to mice. Imagine Mickey over <laughs> Jacques. You're giving mice a bad name. <laughs> please, please learn to talk normal, like me, like me, uh-huh. and Donald. Anyway, oh, no. <laughs> so <laughs> Donald's his speech coach, actually. Oh shit! Aquas is like, you know what? I'm gonna go with you, Prince Philip, to figure out what's going, what the fuck's going on. And she opens the door because she has a keyblade, and keyblades can open doors. Pay attention, Maleficent. This is not hard. So Aqua then gets to fight a bunch of those weird little impy minion guys, but they're not actually not minions. Let's be clear. Ugh. Yeah, they're I think they're orcs, aren't they? It, they're I think a game basically little piggy orc guys. I'm not even sure they well, name them. If you look in the character book, they are called orcs in the game. Uh, is this is that that weird part that I was thinking of where Aqua goes through this dungeon that nobody else did? Uh, no, because this one. then it's a bit with all the appearing walls that we discussed. The, oh, appearing okay. wall, the appearing walls are not in this for Aqua, though. Really? Yeah. The maze no longer shifts in that room. It's weird. Oh, I think that's why I thought it was a different area. Okay. Same area. It's just not behaving the same way. I think she does some team up things like getting help up onto a higher ledges. And that's why she gets. Yeah, yeah. Eventually. We also get high jump. 
She actually, he's actually half right. She does the exterior castle uh, dungeon area, like more running through the parapets and the crumbling uh, balconies and that. So Aqua does have yeah. her own section. So, you know, you're, you're right about that. She goes through different paths and does a bit more. No, I think she has the exact same paths because this is not that sophisticated of a game. I feel pretty confident. Like, Ven goes straight into the castle. She's stuck on the outside. No, she is not. She goes into the same rooms in the castle. Trust me on this. I have been through here many, many times. <laughs> well, they get back. Anyways, once we're done and Aqua has her high jump, we get back to the bridge. Yes. She doesn't get to go into Sleeping Beauty's castle. Her world ends at that bridge where she gets to fight Maleficent Dragon. Yeah, like Maleficent drops down, conjures her, her flames and thorns walls. Yep. I really think like this is cool because she's obviously the most powerful villain within her own world context that we've seen so far, I think. Oh, yeah. Forest of Thorns is actually really dramatic. Their two villains are a woman with minor potion mastery and just a very angry old, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a crone who just dislikes her stepdaughter. Yep. Maleficent is probably just in general one of the more powerful Disney villains, except I mean, for maybe Hades or something like that. Maleficent is at the supernatural tier. Like she is up there. She is an archfey, basically. She is like, uh, I remember just talking about some other people once who like to make D&D rules out of her. She ends up as a super high level druid with focus on, on fire. Oh boy. Uh-huh. And shape changes because, of course, Maleficent is done, but still trying to mess with Aqua. She basically messes with Aqua a bit by bringing up Terra rather than letting her know what she means about when she talks about Xehanort. So it's like it's so easy for Terra to obey. He he fully embraced the darkness within himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then as as famously in her original movie, that she actually gets to invoke the powers of hell in game as well. By name. Yeah. Yep. Turns into a dragon. Doesn't really help, but it's dragon fight time, yes. It's a relatively rough fight because um she takes up most of the bridge in front of you, but you actually have to get behind your time. So she conjures whole walls of flame. Sometimes the prince throws up like a, his shield for you. You have to team up with the prince to get up on the dragon's back. And then you're flying while you're smacking at her head. You can actually get behind her and she doesn't do any attacks back there. So part of it is pretty easy. But prince Philip is also, I believe, one of the few princes that was actually named in his movie and actually does things besides be like a. Yeah, he's actually a relevant prince, and so he actually gets to do stuff. And and honestly, he's doing his best, though. In the movie, the fairies are just constantly casting protections on him and just guys zapping everything coming at him. So it's kind of like a team effort. So, yes. And I mean, we're basically taking the role of the fairies here then. But then the fairies actually show up. Yeah. After the fight, Philip plays out the last act of Sleeping Beauty. The good fairies grant him the Sword of Truth. And throw it right into the dragon. Yeah. The castle returns to normal. Maleficent just kind of walks away. Maleficent tries to leave. Aqua is just kind of like, no, stay here. We have a Disney moral to deliver. Power of true love defeated you. Bullshit. That's basically her response. Yeah, Maleficent just goes Jack Garland and is just like, bullshit. I'm not going to be defeated by love. And you know she means it. You know Maleficent's <laughs> not going to fall for something that stupid. No, she falls for friendship. So, I mean, OK, I'm going to point this out. She has not been defeated by love. She has not been defeated by friendship. She is still kicking at where Kingdom Hearts is right now in the series. I have I have a funny way to describe how Kingdom Hearts 3 works for Maleficent, but I won't say it until we get towards there. Yeah, so, she, wasn't like, defeat, she wasn't defeated oh, by Eros. She was defeated by Philia. All I know is I have in my notes. Maleficent has learned nothing from all this. And, you know, good for her. No, she's learned something. She learned keyblades are kind of bullshit, but also hearts are neat. Yep. She yeah. learned what she needed to. <laughs> Philip wakes up Aurora with a kiss. Everything is good. We're fine. I was like, that's choice. Now comas are cured by kisses. Should I investigate this? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we get Xehanort's report six. After we get the fairy stars keyblade. Yes. We get both. Yes. Uh, okay. Xehanort's report six. There are three families of Keyblades. The Keyblades of Light we wield, the Keyblades of Darkness, and Keyblades of Heart. The first and second families differ only in origin. Keyblades of Darkness are found in the Realm of Darkness, and are counterparts to the Keyblades we use in the Realm of Light. The third type of key, the Keyblade of Heart, came into existence when the world was reorganized after the Keyblade War. Without this key, Kingdom Hearts is forever beyond a person's reach. Only by gathering seven hearts of pure light, hearts completely devoid of darkness, 
One may forge a keyblade of heart and open the door to Kingdom Hearts. And as stated before, opening this door arguably gives that person control over all worlds and all people. I gotta say, that really didn't work out for him. No, it didn't. The other him. I was gonna say that this is kind of interesting because it 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 kind of implies more or less that after the world was reorganized after the Keyblade War, that Kingdom Hearts was locked past a door and then the key to it destroyed. Mm-hmm. The key that was used to lock it. Or generate a new type of key. I do like that the Keyblades of Light and Darkness are functionally the same. Very Final Fantasy Warriors of Light and Darkness from 3, 5, uh, whatever. There were no Warriors of Darkness in 5. There's just 3 and 14 that has it. It's, well, I thought they kind of called themselves something like that. Like the group because, of the loop. No, no, the... So, it's the Warriors of Dawn and the Warriors of Light. Okay. If you remember correctly, in Kingdom Hearts 1, Mickey was explicitly using a Keyblade of Darkness. Yep. He got, and Yensid even tells us that he got it in the, the, Dark, the Realm of Darkness. So it's not different. It's just scary. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the reasons I like how Mickey and Riku go in together on being positive edgelords. Yep. It's because you can't imagine Mickey saying, even with John's wonderful readings, Mickey's saying uh, Edgelord is, is wonderfully funny. Yes. So, yeah, Aqua just goes out into the lanes between, sees Tara's space bike flying off, and she goes to give chase to Radiant Garden. Funny thing is, it means Tara, Aqua doesn't have a moment in the wastelands. No, Aqua just goes straight to Radiant Garden, which is where we're going next week. It's showing Aqua's superior focus. Like, all right, I'm already getting sick of cleaning up their shits. I need to follow them hard. So we're going to see what Aqua gets up to in Radiant Garden. Spoiler alert, it's not very much. (laughs) So we'll probably talk about some other bullshit, too. Because we're almost out of NBC's interact with. So she kind of got that. She got an important character, but she didn't get many because she kind of got the uh, the small selection. Yep. So anyway, with that being said, I'm John. I'm Jared. I'm Matt. And remember, a good story is best enjoyed with friends. Thank you for listening to Backlog Dialogues. If you're enjoying our deep dives and discussions, be sure to leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. If you're really enjoying our deep dives and discussions, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash backlogdialogues. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find our archives at backlogdialogues.com. Special thanks to Eli for our theme song. Kingdom Hearts and all associated trademarks are the property of Disney and Square Enix. Please support the official release. Bandu Hello, diabetes. Am... Oh, oh no no no! We're not making that joke. I'm cutting that one. <laughs> Grand Duke Abita. So no 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 no. Gorsh, Donald uh, taught his nephews how to talk, and they turned out fine. It's time to fight a dragon? Yeah, it's probably time to fight a dragon.